it's good to be able to, to share the word this morning. Um, this morning we're going to look at um, the topic of ministry. That's going to be um, our, our topic this morning. So um, that's where we're going. That's where we're heading, ministry. Um, and I want to look at it in, um, in the context of, of us as individuals and also in the context of us as the church. Because I believe that the Bible teaches that we can have ministry as individuals, but also that the body and the church collective also has a ministry. So that's where we're going this morning. Um, if you've got a Bible, grab it because you're going to need it. There's um, a whole load of verses that I've just given to Dave. Um, and so we're going to look through that in a little bit. Um, if you've also got a notice sheet, if you can grab that as well. Has, there, has anyone got a notice sheet? Yeah, you should have got one when you came in this morning. I wonder if you can tell me what is on here that is on here every single week. It doesn't change. Prayer meeting, yes. Something else? We meet at 10 a.m., yeah. This, the name of the church, yeah. Not quite there yet. <laughs> It's the cafe. It's underneath the name of the church. Not the address, no. Yes, Tim. Thank you. It's, it's this one-liner. Now, you've probably glossed over it many a time. Um, it's actually um, our church vision. Is that right, John? Yeah, or the, the one-liner um, for our church vision. And you'll see underneath it says, a church family sending communities on mission to make disciples. Now, it's something you've probably glossed over. I know I always do. You kind of know it's there, but you've forgotten it's there. Um, and if you are a part of this church, then this is relevant to you. Okay, if you feel that this is your church, if you like to call this your, your church, that you, that you attend regularly, this, this vision is from God to you and to us, regardless of whether you, you like it or not. This is the vision that God has given to us. Um, now, I, I personally have never liked the word mission, okay? Um, firstly, because it's not properly in the Bible. as You won't find that word mission in the Bible. Um, and often when I, when I think of this, um, I have images of um, church members dressed up in dark suits and shades, and the Mission Impossible music is playing, and they're running across the streets of Eltham, handing out Bibles, um, and and on, they're on a mission to, to make disciples. Um, and it actually reminded me of a, something that happened to me when I was um, at school, in secondary school. Um, because at lunchtime, uh, my friend and I, we used to sneak out of school during lunchtime to go to the shop to get some sweets. Um, I know you wouldn't believe it, me sneaking out of school, but it was true. Um, and most lunchtimes, we would sneak out and we couldn't go through the main gate because we would get caught, cool. yeah, they would see us. So we had to climb over this fence, um, go across uh, the woods, then we had to cross a stream and then go through a field and we would come out into the street and then we'd go to the shop. Um, and it was like a mission for us. So we loved it. We were like James Bond, crossing the fence, running over, um, forward rolling through the field. And one lunchtime we did this, we came over the fence, crossed the fields, through the stream, um, and as we came out, I, I was forward rolling, and I ran out into the street like this with my pretend gum, 
And what should drive past at that very moment? A police car, yes. <laughs> and they saw us screech to a halt. Officers jumped out. Our hands went up. My friend was pushed down onto the floor because they thought that he had a weapon inside his jacket, which actually turned out to be his cheese and tomato sandwiches. <laughs> and we, were, we piled into the police car and we got a, an exciting trip back to school in a police car. My one and only time in a police car. Um, <laughs> and then we got, um, I expect, severely punished. Um, by, by the teachers. But that was us. That was what I imagine uh, being on a mission is like. Yeah. Um, but, we, but when we look at this, this, um, this vision, maybe I've misunderstood it because I, what I don't see is I don't envisage Ruby forward, um, forward rolling and cartwheeling across the streets of Eltham, <laughs> sharing the gospel as, as, though she's, as though she's James Bond. So I've probably misunderstood a little bit of it and how it works out. But as I was thinking about this, I was thinking it's... What we are doing is we're on a mission to minister. Now we are the church body that has been sent out, because we are a sent people. We've been sent out on a mission to minister to our community. And that's what it's all about. And so I just wanted to, to bring that that vision one-liner to your attention because I feel that it links in um, quite well with what we're going to look at this morning. Um, so just have that in the back of your mind um, as we go th- through this morning. John, can I just ask you to bring that table around, please? Um, we're going to look at ministry and we're going to look at three stages of ministry. Okay, the first stage is sending, then there's doing, thank you. So sending, doing and returning. Three critical stages of ministry. Now, I want to give you a a visual example or a visual demonstration because I find that these are are quite helpful. So this is uh, my interpretation of ministry. So I've got here a piece of paper and imagine that you are this piece of paper in the hand of God. Okay, and what he does when he gets hold of us is he begins to do something with us. And he begins to shape us. Now, it might be that you, you're saying, God, I don't really feel like you can, you can bend me this way and you can move me this way. I, don't, I feel a bit uncomfortable. And in my experience, God is someone who is very patient with us. He will wait until we're ready to be shaped into the image that he would have us be. You'll remember that the Bible teaches us that we are like clay in the hands of the potter, who is God. And what he does is he he very gently, and you may not even notice it, he starts to, to form us and shape us into the people that he wants us to be. Can you see where we're going with this? I've always dreamt of being able to make a paper aeroplane in church and not be told off. <laughs> Something that you, you often do as children <laughs> with the notice sheet, isn't it? <laughs> so 
So he begins to shape us and form us. And he looks at us and he says, Steve, I want to send you a man to minister. I've got something for you. I've got someone for you to minister to. Will you go and do that for me? And you look and you think, well, I don't think I'm ready, God. You know, it's just me. What can, what can I do? But God says, no, you're ready. I've shaped you. You're ready to minister. And probably the very first time that we go out on a mission to minister is probably one of the hardest times because it's the first step that we make. And he fills us and then he sends us out. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Sometimes our first mission can be very difficult. It cannot be what we expect. <laughs> we go out and we minister. And then we come back. He, he brings us back. And he picks us up in his loving, caring hands. And he says, you were fantastic, Steve. You did brilliantly. But you know what? I'm going to just make some, some amendments to you. I'm going to continue to change you. Because in the hands of God, we never stay the same. It's a continual change. We, this is a journey that we are on throughout our entire life. And he continues to change us and form us. And then he'll say, Steve, I've got another ministry for you to go on. I've got somewhere else to send you. Will you go for me? Are you happy to be sent again? And we think, well, I don't know, I might, I might like to have a go. And so we're sent out by God. Let's see if this works. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we go out, we minister, and Alan, can you, can you send that back? Thank you. <laughs> and then we return. And God picks us up and he says, oh, I can see you've had a hard time with Alan now. Your nose is a bit dented. <laughs> and so he just, he just fixes us. He heals us. He restores us. And then he says, Steve, are you ready to go out again on a mission to minister? This time, it's going to be a bit more difficult. This time, I want to send you to those folk in the fifth row. Oh, they're a tricky bunch, they are. All you go for me, you're going to be brilliant. And so he sends us out to the really difficult people. <laughs> you can keep that. <laughs> so that's just an example of um, ministry, as I, as I understand it. Is that water that I could? Thank you. Thank you. So, <clears throat> three um, stages of ministry. Starting off with the sending. Sending. And we're going <clears> to <throat> um, do a bit of myth busting this morning because I feel that you can sometimes collect some ideas and some understanding that is not always um, scripturally correct. Um, and the first of these is that when I think of people going out on a mission to minister, I think of apostles. Yeah, I think the apostles are the ones that have been sent. They're going out. They're going around doing this great work, planting churches. Um, and it's just for apostles. 
Well, let's see what the Bible says about that. If you open your Bibles to Acts 13, we're going to be spending a lot of time in Acts. And we're going to be looking um, at Paul and Barnabas. Okay, they're going to be our examples. And you may well say, well, Steve, Paul is an apostle. Okay, Paul is an apostle. He was an apostle. Um, In Acts 13, we also find out about Barnabas and indeed Paul. So Acts 13, uh, and we read from verse 1. It says, Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetriot, and Saul. So here we, we meet Barnabas and we meet Saul, who was Paul. And, and actually, Paul isn't even referred to as an apostle in this time. He's either a, a prophet or a teacher, um, as was Barnabas. So straight away we understand that it's not just the apostles that are sent on ministry. And you might say, well, okay, that's fine. Well, I'm not an apostle, but I'm also not a prophet or I'm not a teacher. Where do I sit into this? Where do I fit into this? Well, in Colossians 4, verse 17, we, we meet someone called Archippus. And Archippus is told to take hold of the ministry which he has received in the Lord. Now, Archippus was not an apostle. He was not a prophet. He was not a teacher. He was just a, a soldier. He was someone that Paul had probably met whilst in prison and led to the Lord. He was a soldier. He was a regular, a regular guy. But he had received a ministry in the Lord. And in fact, um, 2 Corinthians 5.18 tells us that we have all been given a ministry of reconciliation. There is no one that is outside of this ministry. So this morning when you sit here, we need to understand that we as individuals have been given a ministry. We have received a ministry in the Lord. And some more great news is that it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you've come from, what you've done in the past, you can still minister today. 1 Timothy 1 shows us this in a a wonderful way. 1 Timothy 1. We're going to fly through these uh, verses this morning. 1 Timothy 1, verse 12 and 13. And it says... And I thank, this is Paul speaking, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent or a violently arrogant man, but I obtained mercy. Paul is saying, I thank Jesus so much that he has given me a ministry despite my background, despite all the things that I have done in the past, he considered it okay to give me a ministry. So this morning, whatever you have done in your past, whatever you have come from, it does not matter to God because he has got a ministry for you in the future. Whatever you've done in the past will not impact your future ministry. And this verse is a wonderful uh, evidence of that. So 
So anyone can minister. The next myth that I, that I want to bust is uh, <clears throat> what is ministry? Now, when I think of ministry, I think, um, or I used to think of uh, these great people going out on missions, um, maybe overseas. Yeah, we've got Adam Ball, who is, um, who's been sent out to South Africa. Or we have these great evangelists preaching to millions of people, seeing great healings taking place. Well, that's ministry, isn't it? Well, yes, it is ministry, but it's not the most usual type of ministry that we see on a day-to-day basis here in the church. Now, do you know what one of Paul's first missions to minister was? This great man, Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament, one of his first ministries was to deliver money to a church just to take money and deliver it to a church. Have a look in Acts chapter 11. Acts 11 and 27. And it says, In these days, prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. Then one of them, named Agabus, stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all of the world which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. So here the situation is that there's going to be a great famine and so the church say, let's get some money together and we're going to send it to the church where the famine is. And we want you, Paul and Barnabas, to deliver this for us. This is your mission. This is your ministry. ministry. And we know it's ministry because when when they had gone and delivered the money, we we see this in uh, chapter 12, verse 25. Uh, And it says, And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry. And that really struck me. I thought, wow, they were just delivering money to another church. But yet, in God's eyes, it was ministry. It was just a normal task. There was nothing overly spiritual about it. There was no song and dance made. They weren't brought up to the front. They weren't prayed out and uh, laid hands upon. They were just given the task. And they just got on and did it. Another translation of the word ministry is literally to serve. Just to serve. That's what it means, one of the uh, translations. And, and here we see Paul and Barnabas. They were given this job and they just got on with it. And it got me thinking, and um, I don't know if you know this, but um, Hannah Lydon has been didn't know I was going to say this, has been um, acting as a trustee uh, for, for a little while recently. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Now, 
One of Hannah's jobs, um, I expect, is to collect up the money at the end of uh, service from our tithes and our offerings uh, and to count it in the back. Um, And I'm sure she does other things that a trustee does. I don't really know what they do, to be honest. But that's because they just get on and do it. Yeah, there's no big fuss made. Hannah wasn't brought up to the front and um, hands laid upon her and sent out. She just did it. She just, she was obviously given the task by, by the eldership, but she just got on and did it. But do you know what? Hannah has been on a mission to minister, serving the church through being a trustee. Another person, Emma. Emma, on a Monday evening, has been coming to the church and cooking food for fresh ground. Okay? Sorry if I'm embarrassing people here, but it's good to... Hannah, I know, but I can't give Hannah too much praise. (laughs) (laughs) So Emma, she leaves work on a Monday. She comes to church and she, she prepares and cooks all of the food that's needed for fresh ground. Okay? She wasn't brought up the front. There was no big announcement made that she was doing this, but yet she has been ministering to the community. I don't know if you know this, Emma. You've been ministering to the community through fresh ground, through that work that you do. And so when you come to fresh ground coffee shop during the week and you order your bacon and sausage bap and you look up under it and you see that the, the bacon's a bit burnt, now you know uh, <laughs> where to go. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> but, but ministry is not always these great big platform ministries where um, a big announcement is made. On the other hand, there are absolutely times when people are very publicly sent out on a mission to minister. In the, in the early church, when the deacons were appointed, we read that the deacons were brought to the church and hands were laid upon them and they were prayed for in a very public way. And so it's absolutely right that we follow that biblical pattern for certain things. Uh, we see this in Acts 13 and uh, verse 2 and 3. And it says, As they ministered to the Lord... And fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Now, you can also be sent out, if you look at the next verse, verse 4, it says, So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit. You can also be sent out by the Holy Spirit. I don't know, but I wonder when Emma made this decision to help out in fresh ground, was it the Holy Spirit that just came alongside and said, Emma, I want you to minister. I want you to do something for me. Will you get involved somewhere? I want you to get involved in fresh ground and this is how you can do it. So the Holy Spirit can send us out. And there are many, many, many examples that we can give um, as to what ministry can be. Um, The list will probably... Uh, be endless, I expect. Um, Just for me personally, I was um, thinking recently, maybe I should change my job. Maybe I should stop doing what I'm doing and and follow a different route. Um, And God said to me, 
No, I'm not finished with you yet where you are. I need you to minister in your workplace. And I thought about that and I thought, yeah, that's true. And I've been having this, um, this real privilege recently of um, a, a colleague of mine taking him along to an alpha course. Um, and a few weeks ago, we went together to the very first um, alpha course. We took him along um, and he had a great time and he's been going week by week and he comes back, um, it's, on, it's on an evening, and he comes back in the next day and we get together at lunchtime and we just talk about all of the questions. We just talk about faith and we talk about Christianity and what is it, what does it mean for me? Your job can be your mission field, as it were. Fresh Ground is a wonderful example of a way to, to be on mission and to minister. And this was an example where actually um, the people that, that uh, run Fresh Ground a lot, well, like Anna and Angela uh, and Bev and Debbie, they were brought up to the front, if you remember, in November. And we prayed for them. Hands were laid upon them and we sent them out on this mission to minister. Your community groups are another opportunity where you can be ministering. Now, when I um, took this guy to uh, the Alpha course, I sent a message around to our community group and I said, guys, can you pray? And they supported me in this ministry. Even the road or the street where you live is your mission field. This is your chance, your opportunity to minister. And the list is, is endless, like I say. And it's very important, I think, to, um, to really feel what the Spirit is, is telling you. Spend time with Jesus and allow him to direct you into the ministry that he would have you in. So that's sending. The next part is the doing. Okay? Or as I like to say, the abiding. Because there's no point in going out and ministering if you're not actually doing anything. There's no point in going out and ministering if you're not being fruitful. Have a look at Psalm 1. Psalm 1. uh, Verse 1 to 3. And it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I would love my ministry to echo verse 3. I would love it if my ministry was fruitful, that whatever I did would prosper. But I can't have verse 3 unless I'm doing verse 1 and 2. Is my delight in the law of the Lord. We need to be with Jesus, abiding. And uh, John 15 really gives us a, a beautiful example of this. John 15. I said there was going to be a lot of verses today. John 15, 4 and 5. And they say, this is Jesus speaking. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If we want to be fruitful in our ministry, we have to learn the art of abiding. Abide in me, Jesus says. Live in Jesus. Reside in Jesus. Spend all of your time in Jesus. Because without him, we can do nothing, is is the truth. And Paul learned this, this trick, I think. And he was out on a mission to minister in, verse, um, in chapter 13 of Acts. Chapter 13 of Acts. He, um, he's out on a, on a mission to minister and he meets somebody who is a false prophet or who is a, a sorcerer um, and he speaks the word of God to him. But he can only do that because of verse 9 of chapter 13, and it, um, and it says, Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he, he goes on to say how he spoke the word of God. <laughs> Paul, whilst out on mis- ministry, was filled up with the Holy Spirit. He, he ensured that he was always topped up with the Holy Spirit. And it's so important that we are continually, continually filled with the Spirit. Paul writes a letter to the Galatian church in Galatians chapter 5 and he, he shares his secret. He's been walking the path of ministry for many, many years. And in chapter 5 of Galatians, verse 16, he says, here's the secret. I say then, walk in the Spirit. Just walk in the Spirit. And friends, if we are abiding, if we are walking in the Spirit day by day, verse 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit comes out of us. And this is so important when we are doing ministry. So sending, doing. Finally, we've got the returning. The returning. Now, I always thought that well, there's another myth here that, that, I had, that I had maybe had ingrained in me. And that was the myth that ministry lasts forever. Have a look at the biblical example in Acts chapter 11. Now, we've already read this in Acts chapter 11, verse 30. This is uh, when Paul is sent out on the first time with the, with the job of delivering money. Okay, and it says in verse 30, this they also did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. And in, verse, in chapter 12, verse 25, it says, and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry. And I read this and I thought, how can Paul have fulfilled his ministry? We're only in chapter 12 We've got another 10 odd chapters to go. What's Paul going to do then? He's fulfilled his ministry. Chapter 13, verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And they sent them out. So Paul was sent on 
a mission and he came back and he completed that ministry and then he was sent out again on a different ministry. Chapter 14, verse 26. From there they sailed to Antioch where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. The ministry had been fulfilled, finished, completed. How can this be? I always thought ministry, you had one ministry and you did it for the whole of your life. But here, Paul has been sent, he's returned, he's been sent again, he's returned, and so the cycle continued. And this is how it should be for us as well. Recently, um, well, for a long time, Teresa, is Teresa here today? No? Yes? <laughs> <laughs> Teresa was um, organising the tea and coffee rota. Um, how long were you doing that for? Seven, about seven years. So for seven years, Teresa organised the tea and coffee rota for, for our benefit um, after the church on a Sunday. Now, recently, you stopped doing that. Now, that's not because the price of milk went up or she was fed up of, of all the washing up. <laughs> But, I don't know if you'd agree, Teresa, but you stopped because your ministry in that area had been completed. You'd come to an end of your ministry there. But that's not to say that in a few months' time, God's going to say to Teresa, I've got something else for you to do. Are you willing to go for me and do this? Because I've got someone else I want you to minister to. And it's okay when ministry comes to an end. Sometimes we hold on to things because, because we've always done it. It should always be like that. But if God is saying, no, now's the time when you need to stop this ministry. Return, come back. It's completed. Maybe someone else will carry it on. But I've got something different for you to do. And Paul always returned. In Acts 14... 27 it says now when they had come and gathered the church together they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles Paul came back and he gathered all of the church together and he told them and he reported all of the great things that God had done through the ministry I love these occasions when we have testimony mornings and we hear about things that are happening in each other's lives how is God moving in you isn't it great when Adam comes back from South Africa or when he updates us on how God is moving in South Africa how is God moving in fresh ground I think we've got a a notice sheet about that this morning fantastic you know someone's been coming um, for a couple of weeks to our community group who's a customer from fresh ground That's fantastic. That's what it's all about. And when we hear these stories, we're just, as a body, we're we're built up and we're encouraged. Our faith is is lifted because we're hearing what God is doing through you and through you and through you and through me. And in verse 28, it says, so they stayed there a long time with the disciples. So they returned to the church and they stayed with the church. And then they were refueled, like the, the paper aeroplane. They, um, they came back and they, they rested up 
Maybe God said, oh, it's been really tough for you in ministry recently. Come back and be refueled by the church. And this is where we all come in as a body. This is where we uh, take responsibility for each other. It's, it's our responsibility to build up, to refuel, to encourage one another. And uh, 1 Corinthians 16 shows us this in a wonderful way. This is our last verse. We're, we're nearly there now. 1 Corinthians 16. Um, we meet three wonderfully named people. Um, verse 15, and it says, this is Paul speaking again, I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Asia, and that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. So we've got um, the household of Stephanus, if that's how you say that. Um, and they have just said, we're going to devote ourselves to building up the church. We're going to devote ourselves to the, the ministry of the saints. And have a look at what that resulted in, in verse 17 and 18. I am glad about the coming of Stephanus, Fortunatus and Arcasius. For what was lacking on your part they supplied, for they refreshed my spirit and yours. The result of ministering to one another within the body was that they refreshed Paul's spirit. And I don't know about you, but when someone comes and gives me a word of encouragement, when someone comes and says, Steve, can I pray with you? There's something within me that that leaps up for joy and says, yes, I love that. It encourages me. It refreshes my spirit. And this is a a responsibility for all of us as a church to take hold of. Are we refueling one another? So we have the ministry as individuals and the ministry for the church as a collective. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, Father. Yeah, Lord God, we thank you for your mighty word. We thank you for the life and the healing that it brings. Lord, I ask that you would help us to really take a hold of it, to understand it. Lord, would you give us wisdom and insight into how you would speak to us, Lord, throughout the the coming weeks? And God, I pray that that as we as a church uh, are set on on our vision, Lord, on set on reaching the community with the good news of Jesus Christ, that you would cause us to be fruitful in every way. Lord, that every place our feet treads, we will claim for the glory of God. Father, I pray that you would start off new ministries, God. Things that are coming direct from your heart. Lord, would you encourage those that have become weary in ministry, those that need refreshing. May they find that here in the body. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you for what you are doing here in Elton. We thank you for people that you are bringing, people that you are causing to to come to know you. There's nothing greater than knowing Jesus Christ. 
and the life that you bring. Lord, we give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen.